Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. When you don't give yourself too much space to kind of fake yourself out, like you're going to do something. And then when there's not that space, you're like confronted with needing to up level, move the needle, push your edge, whatever it is every single day. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. 
Welcome back. Today's show is going to be with Gina DeVee. We absolutely had the most fun conversation, which I think that you'll see sometimes when I get to interview certain people, there's just an energy there that is just easy and fun. And this is definitely her. She is a published author, an accomplished speaker, a podcast host, a business coach, and self-made multimillionaire entrepreneur. She's dedicated her career to helping women connect spiritually, start profitable businesses, create wealth from a feminine perspective, and become highly visible so they can make a global impact. Her journey from struggling psychotherapist to globetrotting entrepreneur has taken her from first lady's office at the White House to getting her master's in clinical psychology, graduating from Le Cordon Bleu, and founding her growing women's empowerment multimedia company and lifestyle brand. She is empowering women everywhere, showing them how to be queens of their life. Her first book, The Audacity to Be Queen, brings together over 20 years of experience in transforming women's lives through the deep spiritual and feminine wisdom of queenhood. You guys, it was so much fun because Gina and I share so many mutual friends that it was really, really cool to finally be connected because I have about four different emails from people all at once who were trying to connect us. So I understand why. So let's listen to the interview. Gina, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Lori, thank you for having me. I know it's going to be amazing. You guys, we were just chatting before this about how like someone can be in your your world, in your realm for like quite a few years to the point where you think you know them. Like, I don't even remember who was trying to connect me with you, but they were like, you have to have Gina on your podcast. And I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I have. Like, that's how much we share just mutual friendships and like... <laughs> a mutual circle. So it's finally happening. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for coming on. I really, really can't wait to dive into everything that you're doing. I've, I actually followed um, when you had your live event not too long ago. When was your last live event? It was March 9th and 10th in Miami. It was oh. just, yes. Remember when? <laughs> right right before the world changed. <laughs> yes, you guys, just for timing purposes, we're, I think this is for LA. This is like our fifth week into uh, COVID right now. So yes, you just made that cusp with your event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, was that, uh, was that a little bit of pressure? Because you were starting to feel it right around that time, right? Like to make that judgment call on your business. It was, you know, that... That literally, it was like everything was so exponential. It was like by the, like the two days of my event were fine. And then like literally the next day was when my husband and I, who's also the CEO of my company, we're like, you know, if you wait 20 years to have your book come out, I don't consciously recommend planning it during a global pandemic, but we had like this whole global book tour planned. And it was like the day after the event, we just realized we had to cancel everything. Mm. So um, it was a pivot for sure. Oh my goodness. I, I so feel for you. Number one, number two, I also, you know, that there's probably been a lot of beautiful things that have come out of it. Um, and I fully just so, and I know that you probably know this, but I fully believe the life of a book. Like I feel like my book really even just got started after like the six month and one year mark. So, you know, you're going to have a marathoner. It's going to be freaking awesome. <laughs> so which well, talking, it, it, oh, go ahead. 
Yeah, I was going to say, well, it certainly gave me like an immediate opportunity to practice what the book is about. Um, <laughs> yep. Because like, like spoiler alert, you know, for those of you that haven't read it yet, it's basically a book on it's all happening for you, not to you. Mm. So, you know, you have to, you have to walk your talk. And so I was like, okay, this is happening for me, not to me. And um, I just like really went into like, I have a choice here. And I think that like, we all have a choice when challenges come up, when there's the invitation to pivot. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? And there's this exercise that I have in the book um, that came from a really dark time in, in, in my past. And I just like, it felt like spiritually, the words landed on my journal. I'm thrilled this is happening because mm. dot, dot, dot. And so I applied my own exercise from my own book to, okay, I'm thrilled my global book tour is getting canceled because, mm. and, it, and, you know, as you know, Laura, you know, spirit is so amazing. Just like the flood of opportunities just started revealing themselves, you know, so I can, you know, do a virtual book tour and be on podcasts where it'll probably have an even wider reach. You know, I didn't want just people to just buy the book. I wanted them to read the book. People are like reading now more than ever. And so like, I think people that wouldn't have had a chance to read it are actually reading it. Yes. You know, media has gone virtual. Like I'm doing like morning show interviews from the comfort of my own home. Mm -hmm. So I think that anytime we really seek how is this happening for us, not to us, we do get the answers. Let me just point out number one, I, I we're going to dive into that mindset because I just, it's everything. It's literally everything. I think it's the secret to life for sure. But how freaking awesome. Like you don't have to travel for all of these different things. Now, don't get me wrong. You probably enjoy somewhat traveling, but how great to do all of these different inter- interviews from your couch, like and still be able to access all of these people. It is amazing. Like, it's so amazing. It's like, oh, I'm doing Vegas today and Sacramento tomorrow. And then there's Chicago. Like, it's just, it's fantastic. Oh my goodness. Because for those of you guys that don't know, like that can tend to be, the, your tour can be pretty fun because it's like your tu- tour, your people, but the burnout part of a book launch can typically be like the traveling to different, you know, news media and outlets and to travel there and sometimes be told like your your part was like kicked off by something else. And yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. So that's, that is a huge bonus. That's freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> I so feel you, Gina, like one of um, my event, which was March 27th through the 29th got canceled. And immediately Whoa. I was like, um, and we were canceling it right, I think right after you had been like, whoa, it was the day after I said, okay, if if sports, like large sports are canceled and if school is canceled, then I'm calling it like immediately mm-hmm. when I hear that. And it was literally like one hour later, they did that. So right oh, when I made that decision, I was like, oh, okay. So there it is. But it's in right away, I was like, okay, what is it for? Like what's happening mm-hmm. with it? And I got the most amazing answers. So for people who are... Oh my gosh. Well... We're going to hear one. Okay. Well, I'm launching um, my new beverage company, which is uh, not Mm -hmm. NA rosé, like a non-alcoholic rosé and other flavored light rosés. So they're like very uh, like light alcohol, but it's super female centric and has a give back component to female entrepreneurs along with like 
uh, questions for connection on the cans. And Amazing. I'm so excited. I can't even take it. But it wasn't ready yet. And I really wanted it to launch at Bliss Project. I wanted to show people what they could do. And I also wanted to help educate them on different ways that they could fund their businesses. And it wasn't ready. So now it's going to be ready. So, oh my gosh, what a blessing. I know. I was like, see, there's so many incredible things. Of course, there was, you know, just different things for for people with travel and all of that stuff, but I just think it's going to be better for everyone. And we're going to just, we're all going to be, you know, so excited to get together after this. So, you know, with your future events and everything and your book events, I think it's going to be amazing. But yeah, you have to kind of let go, like you have to let go to get to that point, right? So Mm -hmm. would you share with people maybe who are in this right now, like, man, I just can't see it. Like, is there, is there an attitude or something that we have to set aside? Like, how do we let go of like that kind of like, you know, I have that inner victim inside of me that sometimes wants to grip onto things and see what I can blame or be upset over. Yes, yes. So um, in my book, I do write a lot about a lot of different archetypes. So the queen is one archetype, which is basically the best version of yourself in every way. And then there's all these lower level archetypes that want to come in. You know, there's the martyr, the slave girl, the little Miss Perfect who has the disease to please. There's um, the roller coaster rider that's up one minute and down the next. And so really getting that none of of the lower vibrational archetypes are our truth. Mm. You know, our, at any moment, we have the choice to choose love or choose fear. And you can't choose a little bit of each, like just like you can't be a little bit pregnant. Like you are either <laughs> choosing love <laughs> or you are choosing fear. And the the issue that we know in our subconscious is like, we're not like waking up and being like, okay, I'm going to choose fear and victim today and then march forward. It's totally just the default mode. It's the trigger. But as we become more aware of the best version of ourselves, and I'll just speak to the archetype of queen, as we become more aware of the best version of ourselves, the best version of ourselves is spiritually connected. Mm. And so the queen knows what source is. And the queen knows that the coronavirus is not the biggest thing in the world, that, that God or spirit of the universe is bigger than all of it. And that is love. And the unlimited opportunities and possibilities are always there. It's just like when you don't see the sun and the clouds are covered, it doesn't mean the sun isn't there. And so having this deep-rooted connection and belief in spirit and that you have a destiny that is meant to be fulfilled, there isn't anything that is more powerful than your purpose and your destiny. So you just have to choose it and you have to claim it and you have to believe in it. And that takes all of us cultivating that, you know, giving that attention to our purpose and our vision every single day so that that becomes stronger than the fear. Mm, Okay. So many questions. So choosing your purpose and your destiny. I think uh, let's just, I'm going to jump back into... um, you know experiences that I've had in the past and that I hear from a lot of different people is... Sometimes we can feel like our purpose is too small or maybe, you know, let's just even say like when I got this idea of this alcohol company, I was like, are you kidding me? After all that I've done, the thing that I think I'm supposed to do is start an alcohol company. (laughs) And like, I really questioned it for about six months, but it was coming through so loud and clear because at the core, it's about connecting people. But I had to like really figure out what that was. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people who are getting their purpose, but they're like denying it. So what does it look yes. like? What does it feel like? How do we like really honor that and get really rooted into that? 
Yes. The first piece is self-permission to be the queen, to play mm-hmm. big and to get that whatever your big ideas even are, that that God's thinking is even bigger than that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have so been put in a box or a lane by our families or society, or sometimes even our business identity. Like this is who you are. This is what you do. And, yes. you know, as a culture, we've only, we only give permission for one lane. And that's not who we are as women. We're multi-passionate creatures that have the ability to bend time and space and see things not as they are, but as they could be. Mm. And then when you're so rooted in your desires, what I found, Lori, is that the initial desire doesn't necessarily make sense. And so I'll explain. So and I get masculine, it. <laughs> I know. There's masculine feminine energy, right? So the masculine is the logical, the linear, the tangible, the provider, protector energy is the action. And ultimately, masculinity is about giving. Mm-hmm. The feminine energy is the insightful, the intuitive, the circular, the creative, the feeling, the being. Ultimately, femininity is about receiving. So when you receive that initial leading to, you know, be the health and fitness, everything, and then start an alcohol alcohol company, <laughs> it can seem counterintuitive. Right. I know um, for me, my whole path is, you know, I'm a former psychotherapist and, uh, you know, grew up in the spiritual world. So I'm all about personal development, women's empowerment, um, all things like life transformation, like the deep, you know, serious substantive stuff. Mm-hmm. And I originally, um, you know, like back 15 years ago, when I started my business, like entrepreneurs were talking about leaping out of bed in the morning. And I was like getting a little like heavy with the uh, whole internet marketing setup. And I was like, I am not leaping out of bed to write this sales page today. <laughs> so I was like, what would actually yep. have me leap out of bed today? Hmm. And I was like, if I knew I was going to the Amalfi Coast, yes, yes, then I would be leaping out of bed. And I was like, Gina, that's like, you know, career suicide. You cannot let people know that the thing that you're most lit up about is going to the Amalfi Coast and like eating margarita pizzas. And so I like tried to like stuff it. I was like, no, 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 I'm, I have a master's degree in clinical psychology and I'm about life transformation and life changing work. And so it didn't go away. So I gave into the initial desire, like you gave into your alcohol company mm-hmm. startup. <laughs> I love it. And I, so my work has always been about being a queen, but it's been based on the ancient story of Queen Esther of Persia, which is a true story. Jews know it from Purim, Christians know it from the Bible. Anyone else, the short version is it's a Cinderella story. But basically the whole thing is that the ordinary the ordinary girl becomes the queen and only from the position of queen can you fulfill your calling. Mm. So I give in, I go to Italy. I know, tough assignment. I'm like having a blast. I'm shopping, I'm eating, I'm doing La Dolce Vita. And I decided to take this risk and share it with my newsletter at the time. Mm. And when I did, I was sort of like, I hit send and like duck behind the couch thinking yep. the tomato was thrown in. <laughs> <Been> there. <laughs> and, and then... The exact opposite. Women were like, I want to go to Italy. I want to go shop at Valentino. Mm. One lady wrote like, I don't care about Italy, but I want to go to Costa Rica and do a yoga retreat. This one lady from England wrote in. She goes, I don't even want to travel. I just want new curtains for my kitchen. (laughs) And so what I realized was uh, that initial desire for me to go to Italy for me was about living the larger life. And it was also setting that example 
that I didn't see was coming down the, the line. Like I only had the internal work happening, but I didn't have the external brand at the time. And that's just where God was leading me. It's like, I took the first step and then the rest of it revealed itself. Now today I have a company called Divine Living. So now it makes sense. So mm. all of this to say, we've got to trust those initial leadings, even when they seem counterintuitive. Mm. Yeah, they feel crazy. I love that you <laughs> shared that because that's what it feels like. So that's that moment though that stops people, right? Like what made you hit send? Because I think a lot of people get stuck yeah. on the, they wrote the email and now they're not going to hit send because they're, because your heart's racing and you're sweating and you're like, God, this is mm -hmm. so, this is a bad idea. I don't want to deal uh -huh. with what comes on the other side. It was, I'm also a risk taker. Um, I can tend to be a bit of a button pusher, I've noticed. And <laughs> what I realized by the time I got to Italy, I was so in the vibration of that, mm -hmm. that I really did want to share the beauty. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to stop, I, I probably didn't have the words for this at the time. So it's a really good question. I wanted to stop making my material desires wrong and and like like it was only okay to go for spiritual or entrepreneurial advancement. Yeah. So I wanted to let all of what lights me up be okay. So that's mm. why I hit send. Oh, I love that. So you probably hit a little bit of um, you know, maybe the pain point with not being able to show those things. And then I, I love that you said you were in it because I do think I'm trying to like ask myself the same question right now. I think um, what helped me breathe life into the dream was to kind of, I kept it alive on walks like the whole time and would talk about it and what would it look like and what would it feel like? And that started to be a strong enough emotion to start kind of mm. pulling me a little bit closer to it. So I love that you said you were there, like you were, it mm -hmm. was so overpowering that that's when you knew you had to do it. So sometimes I think we have to kind of like throw ourselves into it or get into it, right? To like, yes, out of our current environment. A hundred percent. Too many people think they're going to like think up the whole plan oh God, no. and then they're going to take the action when all the ducks are in the row. And it's just not how it works. Oh man, but there's that faith, right? Like that, that leaning in point. So what do you tell people around Okay, because there's the that point where they're like, okay, if I send and this is this could turn out horrible and all of these people could say X, Y, and Z. What do you say mm -hmm. around the outcome if it's not good right away? Mm -hmm. Well, so the other happens also, right? And then yeah. I, I I also like I got the thank you notes, and then I also got the unsubscribes. Yep. And I also got the, you know, like who do you think you are and and all of that. Um, but that really freed me because it it showed me that I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the, the judgment either way. And so I would rather be more illuminating to the people that I'm meant to illumine. And and I've gotta, mm. you know, so the, when we talk about the archetypes, I gotta get out of the princess mentality thinking that there's anything that I could do that would be pleasing to everybody. Mm. Um if I didn't show the lifestyle stuff, the other side of the camp that's like, I don't want to just talk about business and spirituality all the time. I want some fun and flair. They would have unsubscribed because they would have been bored. Yeah. So I think that, you know, when you're really true to yourself and what lights you up, like I can, I can legit get like, you know, my lifestyle is, isn't for everyone, but it's for the, a whole bunch of the right people. And I also noticed this, that over the years, 
you know how many people have told me that they've subscribed and unsubscribed and subscribed and unsubscribed because it was like so <laughs> triggered. They're like, I, I don't need a five-star hotel. I don't need this. I don't need that. But then they'd keep coming back. And then finally, they're like, actually, you were doing what I wanted and mm-hmm. couldn't even admit it. And it's a process for some people. So we all have to you know, follow our own leading and we got to, um, you know, go where we're wanted and not where we're needed. And if there's something in you that you're excited about, there's a certain section of society that's really going to want it. Mm, So true. I love that you shared that about, you know, people subscribing and unsubscribing, Um, whether it's something that I've noticed in myself or I've totally had different people tell me that as well. Like, you know, I, you, you've triggered me. I've gotten that a lot. Um, What, what do you think it is around triggers? Like, give me your give me your theory on triggers. Whether it's something you're triggered by or you are triggering mm-hmm. other people, is it something we should explore? What does that What does that look like for you when you get triggered? It's a hundred percent jealousy. Mm. It's a hundred percent. There's an unconscious belief that says she can have something that I can't. Mm. And if we really and because otherwise you wouldn't care, right? You know, it's like you're not going to be triggered by that. You might not be as interested. You might not be as like attracted to, but when it's full-blown trigger, it's usually because uh, an element of, if you can spot it, you got it. Like there's something there that we desire that on some level we've told ourselves we can't have. So we're going to make someone else wrong for it as well, because it's just all rooted in fear. Hmm. What about the people who are like, um, literally like no I'm not, I'm not jealous or triggered by them. They're really just that annoying. Um, I don't think that people are triggered by those. Like people that I find annoying, I tend to get a kick out of even. And sometimes <laughs> they stay on their list just be for the pure entertainment value. Like when, <laughs> like, it's really the, um, the, the, the trigger is it, it, um, it's a different, so here's, here's what I liken to it. It's a different sensation yeah. um, that we experience. And when we learn to, ca- we can learn to catch it. So let me mm-hmm. give something actionable here. Like, so if you can imagine, let's just say like your hand just falls on a hot stove and it's like, boom, it just, it burns. Like that's right. like the immediate trigger. But if you can start to become aware, self-aware of what's really going on for you, mm-hmm. you'll start to see your hand moving towards the hot stove stove more like in slower motion at least. Mm. And then as it starts to get closer to the flame, rather than going into trigger or moving, keep moving in that direction and getting burned, you can start to use it as information. Hmm, this is starting to feel warm. This is starting to feel hotter. If I keep moving in this direction, I'm going to get burned. Mm. Or this, I'm starting to feel the warmth. I'm going to start to slowly move my hand away so that I don't get burned. And so what I've noticed in myself when I get triggered around other people, it's like, if I can slow it down and start to say like, wow, okay, she's doing something that I want, that I can see with my own conditioning on some level, I told myself I can't have it or it wouldn't work for me or whatever the story is. And here's how I'm going to reverse it. And I call, I talk about this in the book. It's like, write the cosmic thank you note. Because as soon as you go, move into gratitude for that human, and it's up to you if you actually send it or not, but if, even if you just write it and never send it, like, dear so-and-so, thank you for showing me what actually is humanly possible. Mm. Thank you for showing me that what is humanly possible is actually what I desire also. Thank you for showing me that if it's humanly possible for someone else, it's possible for me 
And I'm now inspired to move in the direction of my dreams that you've shown me are real. Mm. Like it's just that simple. And when you, when you go into gratitude and realize everyone that's come into your path, like is there to move you forward in the direction of your dreams, especially the triggering ones, it just is like an instant activator for self-permission to go for it in a big way. Oh, I love this conversation. And I think at any given time, I think right now things are 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 heightened in the sense of what I'm about to say, but I think at any given time, there is a group of people who are, you know, just coming out of hustle and needing to rest. And yes, I'm I'm uh-huh. using the word hustle because I do think there is a point in your life where you need to like go full throttle to break through the atmosphere or to learn through an extreme time. Um, and then on the other side, there's always a conversation of you need to rest, hustle is bad, or or pushing is bad, or whatever that looks like. And we tend to focus on the one, you know, like if I'm in a if I'm in a very busy season, I tend to only see people who are like, women who are hustling are X, Y, and Z, or this is bad. And it's like we tend to we we can gravitate towards the thing that we, you know, don't want to be, or we can look for criticism out there. And I feel like right now is a time where I've been hearing, I've actually been putting blinders on because I just, we're, we're good. Um, but a time where it's kind of like, well, should I be doing this? Should I be writing a book? Or sh- is that the bad thing to do? Like, how are we supposed to feel right now? So mm-hmm. what is some advice around all of this information on either judging people or feeling like we should do something? Mm-hmm. I I really think that anytime someone's conflicted, I know in my community, when, when all this started to happen, it was like, it's not okay to make money, but I need to make money. Is it okay? Like yes. it was, so I feel guilty for making money. It's okay to feel happy right now when people are dying and suffering. You know, like there's this whole like internal conflict going on. And uh, most of the time when I see a woman in conflict, it's because she hasn't taken a stand for the and, She's, mm. which is the feminine. And the masculine is about the either or. Can I make money? Should I make money? Should I not make money? Should I do this? Should I not do this? And so I, I say both. It's really mm. like, you know, do you want, I don't mean to minimize, but it's like, do you want fries or salad with this? Like, why do they ask us that? We all want both, don't we? <laughs> like, we want, <laughs> we want both. We do. And, and so if, so here's what I, I did when it happened. So I, there was nothing, no divine guidance I was given to shut my business down, to stop make money, making money to stop the float. None of that. Like I continued proudly to offer my programs in the world because I knew that for whoever they were right for would be uplifted and served as a result. And there was a program that I was going to sell that my, my husband's idea. He said, why don't we offer it to the community for free? Everyone needs a little boost right now. So we did both. We 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 did something for free and we continued to sell our programs. Mm. You know, in my um Instagram lives, you know, I tune into and have compassion and empathy and we pray for the doctors and the nurses and the people on the front lines and and those who have the virus and their families and we have we have empathy for them and I'm elevating my own vibrational state and and being in joy and moving forward and having like a blast being here with you with zero guilt. Mm. And so to, when you take a stand for the and it will encompass it usually encompasses the um the uh, predicament that we think we've gotten ourselves into because we thought we had to choose. 
What is something coming up for you right now that you are really either working through or focusing on? Are you noticing that like as you wrote your book, you're falling under a certain archetype? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, you know, it's so amazing to me how much like, you know, you think you've done the work on it. You you write a book and you're like rather proud, like, you know, like you've graduated on some level. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I can relate. (laughs) And then it's, and the lessons are staring you in the face. So, um, yes. So one of the archetypes in the book I talk about is the loner. And this was like very much me for just so much of my life. And even so much of like the, the beginning of my career that I was just this sort of like lone ranger and it's whatever, it doesn't even matter. So the loner is an archetype where I thought I had to do everything on my own and it wasn't okay to ask for help or safe to reach out or be in community and all that. I mean, I didn't say that out loud. I just thought like I didn't need community as much as those other girls kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, well now I've got this great friendship circle, like check it off the list. Like I've graduated. And then when my book tour got canceled, I realized, oh, okay, we're going to, we're going to pivot. We're going to do a virtual book tour. That's going to be great. I reached out to like my comfort zone level of friends, like, hey, will you have me on your podcast? Hey, can I do an IG takeover? And then came the next level. Mm. I was like, oh, will you introduce me to your friend who has a podcast? Will you mm. like, you know, and like the thought, Lori, of like asking for help, like I couldn't believe how, con- like, you know, like the queen of like, get great at receiving, you know, mm-hmm. is what so much of the message of the book is about. And I had to, really like breathe through like I there was like somewhat this was yesterday by the way like I had sat there and looked at my phone for 12 minutes before I sent a text asking for this introduction and I was like Gina like I'm actually cool if it happens or if it doesn't like it was more just like the asking for help and I was like come on queen get your adjust that crown will you Mm. and so I think um the loner has has uh appeared a little bit and you know, I always grapple a bit with little Miss Perfect. Like I've come a long way with my own disease to please and like needing people to like me. But to say that that's completely eradicated, that would be a lie. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's another one that's that's popped up as well. Mm. Oh my God. Thank you for sharing that. I so, so relate. And I know that I know majority of the people on this podcast relate in a major way. And it's you know, life just works so interesting, right? Especially for people who kind of relate to that loner. I completely resonate more than I could possibly tell you. It can feel, it's like life is completely, it it thrives and lives and your dream thrives and lives off of connection. Like 100%. really can't build anything, create anything or have any fun without like that connection in the end, like having that as a large piece of your life. So, um, and and I think that people who gravitate towards entrepreneurship can tend to be, you know, more isolating and more of a loner, but there's so much to offer us uh, with connection, especially within our business. So what have you, like, let's talk a little bit into asking and Mm -hmm. what that looks like from the like queen standpoint of asking and being confident maybe without being too pushy or with being pushy? Like, what does that actually, Mm -hmm. like, what, what does it feel like? What does it look like when you first do it? How do we get better at it? Yes. So first of all, zero push is needed. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like a, like a doer and a hustler and I don't have any story around that. So like, but zero push is needed. And really being a queen. So first of all, you come from an abundant mindset. 
And if there are 7.8 billion people in the world and there's infinite possibilities, chances are whatever it is you're going for, love, money, connections, business up level, like whatever it is, like it's available. Like can we like if we get out of the mindset of lack and there's not enough money or clients or whatever it is you're going for, like Queen has an abundant mindset, like the right matches are there for you. And what I have found in my reach out, like more than ever, it's gotten to be about genuine relationship. Like, like really, like it's got to feel just yummy. Mm -hmm. And so like I, and I'll notice even in my own body, like, you know, do I want to pitch myself for that podcast or ask for that? It's like, there's like the getting out of your comfort zone is one thing, but it's different than like, it's like not the right fit. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've gone and knocked on a whole bunch of doors recently and like 90% of them, they're just flinging open. Yes. How can I help you? Who can I introduce you to? Here's this introduction. Like, and it's just been a love fest and it's been joy. And it's been like, just this like fun, like you were talking about, like, it's like, it hasn't felt like work. And then I've gotten, um, you know, probably about 10% of the doors kind of slammed in my face with like the, just no, not interested ghosting, like whatever. Yep. And so the princess in me in years past would have been like, oh, like I would have either gotten pissed and like gone and like convinced them to like, you know, <laughs> uh, change their decision just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I am Sicilian, by the way. So it's been like, what do you mean? No. <laughs> um, or, or totally dwelled on the one person who I barely even knew who said it wasn't the right fit at this time when like, you know, the nine other people who were like, love you and what you're doing and like all that. And so this time I haven't taken the princess realm. Like I've just really been like, awesome. Great. This is a fit. Yes. Let's do it. It's not a fit. If it's like easily, no next, let's move on. And it's just been this really like taking zero things personally, only looking for the sweet spot of connection. Like where are messages really matching up or where are the personality styles like really like just say yes mm-hmm. and just like and then quickly moving on moving on moving on because there's just so much genuine good opportunity for everyone right now oh man i i just have to go back to like tell me about what a queen does around taking things personally Oh, well, a queen doesn't take things personally. Yes. The princess does. Yes. And the queen is just so committed to her vision. There's just mm. such a wisdom to her. And she's all, she's just always seeking the yes. Like where, where is the right connection? Knowing with certainty that one of the chapters is called the sexiness of certainty. It's like knowing with certainty that her, her good, her platform, her people, her money, her resources, whatever, they are absolutely there. And it's just this joyful adventure to go and discover where they are. And when you get to know that that's just where they're not. So Gina, are there things that we're, we, we can be doing around kind of like manifesting, knowing that we can trust that we're going to end up where we need to be? Because in the beginning for, you know, myself and for, um, you know, I know people who are listening to this, they're like, they don't even know where to begin trusting because sometimes it can be a totally new area. Maybe they're starting a new business and it's like, Mm -hmm. where do we separate the doing from the, hey, this is, you know, I'm I'm manifesting. I'm making sure that my energy's high and all of those things. Like, how do we know, what do we do for manifesting and how much doing do we need to do? Yes. 
Okay. Um, so I will share with you what I do and do not be fooled by its simplicity. This stuff works. And you may have even heard some of this before and do not glaze over like you've heard this before. Like success is about repetition. Stay with me. Um, <laughs> the first thing is you get clear on your vision. And it's got to be a vision, not what you think you can do, but what really excites you. Mm. And at first, you can go and do like a broad brush vision of like what you like, you know, all the all the stuff you want to do and all the money you want to make and all that. That's great. But then you get clear on your vision for the next 90 days. And so wherever we're at on the calendar, whenever I do this, like sometimes it's not even a full 90 days. It's just like, you know, the whenever the next quarter ends, like that's the next 90 days, so whether you have six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is. Because what I find is that when you function in the container of the calendar, so the calendar is the masculine that's meant to be in service to the feminine. The feminine is your vision. And so when you don't give yourself too much space to kind of fake yourself out, like you're going to do something, and then when there's not that space, you're like confronted with needing to up level, move the needle, push your edge, whatever it is every single day. So what I've done, we're talking here now. So like by the end of quarter two, which is by the end of June, I have a very specific vision of a concrete and tangible goal, a um, couple of them that I'm, that I will manifest. And then with that vision, I go and I work backwards. And then it's like, what needs done by the end of May? And then what needs done by the end of April? When you dial it in that specifically, then you almost have your marching orders by the week. Like what mm. needs accomplished by each week? And then th this becomes your outline and your Bible that you live by. Mm. Like it is, and when it's this short of a time period, like, and you chunk it down, then you can see like, okay, wait, was I trying to stuff too much in this quarter? Like does this particular dream need to move to quarter three because I'm just going to focus on you know, what, what like the one dream is. Um, so you've got like a queen, she doesn't overreach and she doesn't underreach. Like she like real, she gets to her edge. So I think some people set the bar so low that if they just like take a step, they're like feel victorious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's such a false sense of their own personal power. And then some people set the bar just so high, it was not even humanly possible to accomplish that amount in a certain amount of time. So a queen has a really beautiful relationship with, time and that that's an art to be perfected and so then um you go and you do it and you do it with a mentality of no matter what and that doesn't mean working 18 hours a day and blowing out your adrenals it really gets you in the position of is this a non-negotiable is this a non-negotiable like is this a want or is this a must because we all know if wanting would work, we'd all be skinny billionaires by now. So wanting <laughs> doesn't do anything. Wanting doesn't count. It's got to be a must. And when something is a must for you, there is no stopping you. You're going to like attract resources that you didn't even know to attract. You're going to literally be witnessing miracles before your eyes. You're going to experience the quantum leap. Like it will happen when it must happen. Oh, I love that. And it's, I, I'm telling you, just with you saying that, even it just makes me realize it's so much about, you can think you're clear. And then <laughs> if you, mm -hmm. uh, here's what you can do, like to, to know if you're clear or not. Have somebody ask you what your actual vision is. Like, can you explain it? Can you give them a timeline? Like that is mm -hmm. so powerful because anything that I've ever done is because I've had an actual timeline, deadlines, 
a plan. And let me tell you, the manifesting and the leaning in and the faith will all get to be practiced within that plan. (laughs) Hourly. (laughs) Is there something right now that is just like really testing this for you? Do you have a big vision? Obviously, Um, I'm sure, but... (laughs) Well, yes. And so one of the opportunities of this moment is there are a couple of kind of what I considered bucket list dreams for me, uh, career-wise that I had pushed off because mm. and I you know, like when I'm done writing my book and when I'm done with the book launch and like it was kept like I kept sort of pushing it off and justifying it and and that whole thing and now, um you know this the, for what these particular dreams are like literally like all the space has just been cleared like the universe clearly wanted me implementing them now so what I thought was like a if anything, end of 2020, maybe 2021 goal is probably going to, well, at least it's going to get launched by um, the end of quarter two. So it's really moved up a timeline on something that I um, have been saying I've wanted to do for six months now. Ah, so exciting. Can you share it or no? I'm sure. I know. (laughs) And here's, here's the other thing too. So what I'm about to say is not going to be like, Laura, you're not going to fall off your chair. Um, but it's, well, I'll I'll share why it's a big deal to me. So I have always functioned in, um, my programs and and services have always been very high end. It was like, I love luxury. So I was very much like the luxury brand of personal development. Mm -hmm. Um, especially when internet marketing came out, I was like, what is this stuff? I just want to transform lives. So I was like super high touch, low tech. Yep. And so I've always worked within like what at the beginning it was the the dozens that then moved into the hundreds and then i would like watch other women who are like servicing thousands Mm -hmm. and it was like so i'm glad to share this transparently if it can help anyone so i would like somehow make me wrong they're like why is their stuff better than mine Mm. and it would like if people would say to me because your stuff isn't seven dollars gina like i wasn't comparing the business model i was only comparing like the the mass following. And yes. so it was like I didn't see it just because I had I had this story that like I couldn't serve the masses in the thousands that I was like designated with the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And like like and I was like I must have an upper limit. And I was like, you know, doing like my own coaching on like what what breakthrough do I need? <laughs> my coach mm-hmm. is like, you just need a business model that makes sense for the masses, Gina. And I was like wow. Oh yeah. Like it didn't dawn on me. So my big desire is to have a membership site that is in service to the thousands. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's what I'm going to be launching in June. So I will, so that's um, so cool. Gina, that is like, you just dropped so much gold there. Like, I don't even think you realized how vital that was for people to hear. Um, because there's so many, I know a lot of people who are doing lower end programs who they don't think they're worth charging more, even though they have tons of people doing lower end programs or mm-hmm. vice versa. Like they just, they don't even know where to start. But what you said was, you know, I just don't have a plan for this. And mm-hmm. getting a plan and learning about a plan is literally everything. Like if people, so many people who are like, oh my God, I could never do like a higher end coaching or small group, even though that's what I would like to do. I'd like to spend maybe a little less time and just, you know, get more intimate with people. Um, I hear that a lot actually. And they, 
they've never like done coaching, like high-end coaching, and they don't even know what Uh it would look like. I'm like, okay, here's the thing. It's not as in like it's not as crazy as you think. Like first of all, if you knew what it looked like and you did get a plan, just like exactly what you said, um, mm-hmm. a lot of it is because we're just not looking at it and we're not getting ourselves like we're not immersing ourselves in it. We're not educating ourselves around it. Like exactly. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's so powerful to see it. Yes, yes, and you know, so I'm happy. So we create these stories, right? And yeah. so for whatever reason, I created a story that I could sell high-end packages. Did it years ago. I crossed seven figures mm-hmm. selling uh, $12,000, packages. This yeah. is when I had a list of 5,000 and you know, wasn't super well-known, but I just had a belief in me, the universe, and the quality of that level of work. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a belief that I could have 5,000 people in a membership site. Right. And so it's like we create these stories and like it's really about proximity and you you know and and tribe and getting close. So then what happens when the students ready, the teacher appears? So who does who do I get introduced to? Natalie Ellis. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like then I'm having lunch with her and I was like, like just like, is this really possible? Like, you know, it's like because she has one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why do you think the universe would put her in my path? Yes, that wasn't what my next step was supposed to be when I'd already been thinking about it and wondering if it was possible. So it's really about all of us um, getting that vision, like what would really, really thrill you and having the timeline and committing to it, like from this no matter what place, remembering that if it's humanly possible for someone else, it's possible for you. Oh my God. I just like, I just grabbed a little like sentence that you said that I'm going to use all the time in my head. So thank you for that. Uh You said, why, why would she be in my past? Like Uh thinking everything is for you, right? Like I have so many women that have come into my life lately and I'm like, well, of course she's here. Like, why do you think she's here? It's because this is Mm -hmm. your next layer instead of, because sometimes we can get a little caught up, right? Like Oh, like maybe, you know, when you first meet Natalie and you find out about how many people are on her membership or whatever that looks like, you're like, oh God, like I could never, it it can either reinforce your old belief Uh or you can lean into, well, why else would she be here? The only reason that this person would be put on my path is to like divinely connect with them and be shown what I'm supposed to do. Yes, yes, yes. And if we just keep saying yes to our dreams and start asking like, what if it were possible? What if it were po- for your people who want to sell high end packages? Like, what if it were possible to sell whatever they want 10, 25, 50, $100,000 packages? Like, start asking the questions you want the answers to. Oh my God, yes. So, what do you think that we are missing? Like, what's a question we should be asking you? Hmm. Um, I, I, when it comes to like manifesting or creating what we want. How, how is it possible? Mm. I, I think like if when we Ooh, just really start asking, like, how is it possible? Because we spend so much time in the default mode of I, I can't or I could never or it would never work for me. But like if we just really, <laughs> one night I was spinning on something. I don't remember what it was. And my, and my husband wakes up and he's like, what's with you? And I was like spinning on some fear-based thought. And he's like, if you're going to be up exerting that much energy on something, why don't you spin on something that you actually want to happen? And oh I'm my like, God. Yeah. Good, good point. You're like, dang it. Why are you right right now? 
right? <laughs> and so it's like, if we just start really like, as you said, lean into it, like ask, ask God, ask the universe to, to bring you examples of it. Like, and to start to, I think for all of us women too, to start to hold ourselves at a higher level, mm. you know, we have been given so much, so much smart, so much potential, so much gumption, so much passion, so much, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, like so much opportunity, the fact that we have access to technology and this level of information. And so let's just start giving ourselves our destiny and God a lot more credit, like, and just spend the time and the energy fulfilling our dreams rather than convincing ourselves that we can't. Mm, I love that. So I want to, I want to know just a little bit more about your book before we wrap up here. Um, so tell me the power of the archetypes. Like, why is that so useful to know? Does it help us in our relationships? Does it help us with us? Like, how is, how is this going to help us? Yeah. Well, basically it helps our ego, to be honest. Because <laughs> it's really, it's really hard to take an honest look at ourselves when we think it's us. But when you read about the archetypes, they're like this, like, external entity. They're like these other little characters. And when they can reveal, they kind of more gently reveals our lower vibrational, which isn't everyone, you know, ways of being or thinking or behaving. And then when we have the archetype of queen and we've got the vision for what the queen looks like within us, it's so much easier to step into that. Or you're going to be like, I don't want to look like the saboteur. I don't want to look like Mm. The slip girl, you know, you're like, I'll take queen. And it's a, it gives the brain a visual of something to choose and to step into. Oh man, that's so powerful. I need to read the archetype of the queen for sure. Um, <laughs> I will be doing that after this for sure. <laughs> but something that you just said, and and it's so true. I have, you know, throughout my life been able to kind of like, like you said, it's like a character to look at either ways that I'm being or, Um, a choice that's in front of me and be like, oh, I know a character like that in my life. And I know how that character always plays out. Like I know the end if I become that character. So I think that that can help so much with decision-making because you know how it's going to play out if you're the princess, right? Like, you know, you're going to, it's not going to be great for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to have a lot of disappointment. So it's, yeah, are you more committed to the disappointment or the glory? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Gina, I could talk to you all freaking day long. Um, Oh my God. So much fun. You're just like so much wisdom drenched in so much fun. Um, My favorite type of person. (laughs) So with that said, I just want to say thank you so much for how just you are like nonstop service out in the world. And I'm telling you, you have been in my sphere over and over and over again. I just see you so much online all of the time serving and everything that anyone who knows you has ever said is that you are just like wise. You are such a light and and you do the do. Like you are a doer, which I absolutely love and admire and just so grateful for people out there who are like you. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I would love for people to know where they can get your book. Oh, thank you, Lori. And uh, I mean, just talk about such an inspiration, role model, just generous soul and so transparent. Um, Obviously, you know, I've been watching you for years and it's just beautiful to witness your journey. And I'm only disappointed that you did not call me for taste testing on this rosé situation. Oh girl, it's coming. You're going to have to make up for that. I'll make up for it. I'll send you a box. Great. great. Uh, You can go to divineliving.com forward slash book. 
Um, and you can get the Audible, the Kindle, or the hardcover there. So if you go to divineliving.com forward slash book. And if you want the free companion course, the one that I was referring to that we did for absolutely free, um, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity and you'll get the videos and workbooks and all the cool stuff in there. Okay, we will link that all up. And where can we follow you on Insta? What's your handle? Uh, Gina Divi. All right, you guys. So one massive gift that you can give our guest, and it's just a great refresher for you, is to upload to your Insta stories, the podcast, and tag her and myself and let her know what your biggest takeaway was. Like if you had an aha moment or there was just something that really stuck with you that she said, we would love to see it. I would love to share your stories or text this to a friend. Like if you know a friend right now who is struggling or maybe needs a little bit of insight on her purpose or decision-making, this could truly, truly help her. So you guys, so grateful for you always. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more. Of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to Circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too. And you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use and it has a free 14 day trial for you. So you can go check it out. See if you like it. See if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now. You guys imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes and accept payments all in one place kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so 
you can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14 day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.